Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To those of you who don't know, you should know, it is I, Classical Brian Leo, and you are listening to the SGP Podcast, featuring Stan C, Mr. Rafael Camus, and Mr. Romeo Moran. And by the way, please support PWR and fuck Mr. C, and Mayhem, and Bombay Stinks. Running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stancy at your service. Raf Camus to my right, right across me, Ro Moran. We're coming off a huge week in Philippine wrestling. And you know what? Uh, let me just say this outright. If you still think that a local wrestling community doesn't exist, then there's probably something very wrong with you. Because I know for a fact that a lot of people uh, saw the photos from PWR Presents Vendetta on their news feeds. And, um, you know, we don't intend to mark out over a show all of us were actively part, uh, participating in. It was well, well, Ro wasn't that active oh, yeah, yeah, in the not. show. Well, you know, he was part of the crew. He oh. actually helped out. Oh. If people like Ro and the crew weren't around, the show would fall apart, my friend. That's true. Mm-hmm. That production... Guys, the guys backstage, the production teams, everyone who supports the backbone, not the artists themselves, are fucking amazing. But it they was, deserve more money. It was insane, man. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember. Nung Renaissance, okay yung crowd, pero hindi siya puno. Yeah, of course. There was like some empty seats at the VIP section. Yep. And and then, okay, when it came to Terminus, medyo mas napuno siya. But it wasn't that loud. Right. But people were still marking out. People were still marking out, but it wasn't as loud as Vendetta. My God, it was, it was fucking raucous. packed. Raucous is the word. I think if there's one thing that we can say, as again, as three guys who were part of the show, it, it's that we're very grateful that the people who came out there were not only into the show, but they were fucking participative. Four hundred um, people strong. I, w- I would assume. I would assume that they. Uh, most of them were not uh, as big f- as wrestling fans like we are. Yeah. Or the they won't listen to the are. podcast. <laughs> oh, maybe now they might. Uh, as you've seen, Kanina, um, here's a little story. Earlier today, a dude messaged us through our Facebook fan page. Yeah, his name is John Joseph. And he here's a shout-out, John Joseph. Oh, yeah, here's a shout-out. <laughs> and he was saying that he was a huge fan. And, you know, honestly, from the uh, from the bottom of our hearts and from the hearts of our bottoms, we appreciate that. Thank you. We really do. Uh, every time someone comes up and says, you know, I love your segments, your spots and botches, whenever you have the PWR guys on the show, it's re- it really adds spice to my to my day. It make, gives me something to look forward oh, to. Oh, you have a message. No, this is aggregation of <laughs> comments. Yeah, yeah, these are general comments that we actually get from individuals, some of whom we actually see at the PWR show, so we got to tell you now, it really means a lot to us, and it shows that whatever effort we do into recording this podcast, in some way, it does pay off. Yo, when Thank I, you. When I pointed at you, I thought you were just, I, I wanted you to show the fan page, but okay. Uh, it was okay, crazy, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm, I, I, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if I can say the same, because I wasn't one of those, but those who they viewed that night. Yeah. At Vendetta. Are yeah. so fucking lucky. Are not just lucky, it was quite the crazy experience debuting to that many people. Parang, I, th- I don't know, I can't, again, I can't say for myself, but it must have been a bit rattling to come out there for the first time in front of 400, 400 loud, not just 400 people, 400 loud people. All right, let me be honest here. I mean, I've hosted crowds that are bigger than 400. Oh, oh. I've hosted, uh, like, I'm, 
if you've been to the Sky Dome in North Edsa, mm. imagine that pack. Alright, so mga asuro, 1,500, 2,000 people. <laughs> I would love to host there. But in Sky Dome natin sa North Edsa, I've hosted a, an event there and that doesn't compare to having 400 people just looking at you as your song is playing and, you know, uh, you're just making your way to the ring. I, I've got to admit, putang na, I haven't been more nervous than I was last Saturday. That's counting Terminus when I actually debuted. You know, Pops, same goes for me. Like, I... When I made my entrance, dude, yeah, you fucking. Oh, why do you why do you even have an entrance? No, they said they said, Camus report to the back. Let's do this, and I'm like, what? I'm entering? Yes, you're entering. So what was your song? No, but I only know in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I've been using that for a few days since Terminus, since I debuted technically. Right, but the thing is, the thing is, I really just came out and then just. You know, I thought, okay, well, let's just get to the ring. And then I saw people start to cheer. And I'm just like, get into it. Get into it, fucker. Get into it. <laughs> and I could see you from backstage, oh like from God, Gorilla. Oh, So much fun. Just like, you fucked up. Okay, honestly. You fucked up. fucked up. You fucked up. I'll admit that. I'll admit that. Just because, like, honestly... You know how hard it is to memorize a script? I thought you had an iPad uh, Samsung Yeah, you're supposed to have a tablet there. I didn't have my, I didn't have my tablet at the start. Come on. It was still charging. And I was like, I, I was looking I was looking at it. That's why you didn't react to it. You said... Chris Panzer! Bombay Suarez versus Chris Panzer. Wait a minute. Reverse that. Dude, the card was on a poster which you could see from the ring. I am blind. And the guys backstage were all like, we practiced for the wrong match. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know? Because I was working the crew oh, yeah, backstage. backstage. I Come on. No, I, you know, with the amount of people that are backstage, it's hard to remember a face like yours, especially when it's dark. Uh, whoa, whoa. This what is a guy. This is a guy you see every week. How the fuck can you say something like that? That's ludicrous. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Stay okay, classy, Carlos. Okay. I'm sorry. Right, so uh, I love you. It, it was a crazy event. Uh, again, <laughs> you know, just having 400 plus people chanting along to all the crazy chants. You know, we could actually run down some of the crazy let's, chants. Let's go, let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Like my Chant personal favorite was Fifty Shades. Oh, sorry, sorry. I loved Fifty, 50 Shades. Shades. And if you weren't there, here's a little bit of context. It was the All Out War, False Count Anywhere, hardcore match between Mayhem Brannigan and the Apocalypse and the Royal Flush. The Apocalypse gets out of the ring, brings out a chain. And wraps it around Brian Leo's neck only to ram him against the ring post. Mm. And suddenly the crowd goes, 50 shades, 50 shades, 50 it's shades. So wrong. No, 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 wait. You, you ever wonder how, who comes up with this, with these chats? Like, like, I, th- I think like there's, there's that one stupid guy who just goes, 50 shades, and thinks, okay, is it working? Is it working? Let's keep doing it. <laughs> bro, 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 he's not, he's not stupid. The guy is a smart ass for being able to be witty enough yeah, yeah, yeah. to come tapos, up with this shit. Tapos na yung audience, eh. Eh, nakikisakay naman tayong lahat eh. Yeah, no. But no. Uh, there, are some ti- there are some times na you try to start a chant but it doesn't fly. Right, and Ro and I know this from being audience members at Renaissance. Like, I know we tried to start several chants like Burgis yeah. Burgis for oh, Brian yeah, yeah, Leo yeah. which didn't really sell. Didn't really catch on. Uh-oh. But in Fifty Shades, that, that, uh, that, that, that was clever. That was, that was clever. Great. It was timely and clever. You know what I liked then from that same match? Bagong tre. Bagong tre. So they had uh, sexualized. They had six cookie sheets. Yeah, cookie sheets. That they all prepared for that match. And that weren't, okay, they weren't cheap, huh? Dude, they were 66 peso cookie sheets from fucking Daiso. <laughs> That's cheap as shit. Yung tipo pag hinampas mo sa katawan mo after three strikes, it's got dents all over it now. And, and Brian Leo hit himself over the head with one of them. Right, and those cookie sheets were fucking <laughs> abused. God, for those of you who didn't see, Brian Leo actually sustained some sever- several No, not injuries. several. This is a small head injury. Well, it looked more like, like more than one. Okay. From the hits that he took, from the Intense. from the sword fight, the from s- the Singapore cane fight, and the the trace of the head. No, but yeah, going back to the trace line really quickly. Uh, the reason why Bagong Trey was funny was because pag nakikita na ng crowd that the trays were already dented as fuck, they would Somebody chant Bagong Trey, and then once the new tray comes out, they would pop for that shit. And Nobody used the tires though. Yeah, I'm I'm upset because like our friend the T10 brothers. Yeah, Ralph, for Ralph to be precise. Ralph to be precise. I'm, well, shout out to you guys for Sorry Ralph. We're sorry Ralph. But thanks Bridgestone. Bridgestone was a good sponsor and they added an element of grunginess to the match. Uh, I think I think another good chant was go stay uh, for <laughs> our boy Jake De Leon. For those of you who don't know Jake De Leon never went to USD. He's actually from Ateneo. Yeah. And LaSalle. And LaSalle. And LaSalle in high school. 
Yeah, so, so our boy, our boy, you could have gone with Go Ateneo or... No, hindi siya na blue. He was wearing yellow and black. Know, or black and yellow, black and yellow, black See, and yellow. See, that would have been more fun. What? Go Ateneo. Okay, the thing is... It's funny. It's funny, it's ironic, and it's sad, but... Pika P was fun too. Pika oh. P, Pika P was. <laughs> I loved that. But for, for JDL as well. But my my favorite from the entire show was Sue. <laughs> the stupidest, most mundane thing that you could say, Sue, which is really just a natural reaction to a punch that people throw, mm-hmm. and some of our wrestlers were throwing. Yeah, yeah. Sue, Sue. They turned into, into a chant. Where the fuck did you guys come up with that? I don't know, man. I mean, I honestly don't. It was, it was and good part, it got over. Yeah, the good part is people were having a good time. People yeah. were having people, a good time. Uh, the worst you could have seen was, uh, well, not just booing, but actually not reacting. Yeah, a and bored crowd. And the mere crowd. fact that uh, nah, people were trying to make some noise. For things that weren't, thing. you know. Yeah, that was a huge. It means that they were really into it. And we hope that they come out for Revolution X. Sana. Because if we have a crowd like this at Revolution X with, what, a thousand strong? Oh, well, we have to move venues in that <laughs> case. But that would be the dream. Um, uh, I guess it would also help if we went viral. We kind of did or we tried. In like, a way. No, I think, in I a way. Think, in a way, we, we flooded a lot of people's viral. Yeah. feeds. Yeah, if you use the hashtag PWR, PWR Vendetta, or Pinoy Wrestling even, there are actually videos of that spot where Mayhem Brannigan jumped off the second you, floor. That was the holy shit moment of the holy night. Holy shit and moment of the night. I think of the year... For so us. far, you know, we got to sh- uh, give a shout out to our boy Red Oliero, who was the ultimate fall guy. So Red was actually prepared to t- to be there. He was a bouncer, and he was like, "Whatever happens, if someone falls off the second floor, put on a pare sasalin kyan." So he's right there within the periphery of where Mayhem Brannigan was gonna fall. Trying to shoo him off it. Yeah, trying to shoo him off it. Mayhem Brannigan jumps off. He no, doesn't hit he, Red. But he punched Lucas Hunter first. Yeah, he punched <laughs> Lucas Hunter first, and then he jumped off. God. And then Red Oliero was nowhere near where Mayhem landed, but Red tumbled anyway. <laughs> Why did you have to expose him like that? No, I, I didn't have to expose him, but you could see him in some videos. Like, my favorite video of the Mayhem jump features Red explicitly just tumbling, which is pretty funny. Bahay pala yung definition ng bouncer. Hey! Hey! yo! What's up, Red? So, uh, yeah, so uh, we, we had all of that and more that took place at Vendetta. But, of course, uh, we're, we're going to be coming up with some videos, actually. And I've been working with some people, very generous people who've lent their resources to come up with uh, f- some footage for Vendetta. So you better stay tuned to find out how you can see this, uh, this footage. Because in the meantime, uh, PWR is also releasing video footage of Terminus. Yep. We haven't finished. All- Have we finished all of the matches? I think all the one by up? one time. I, I, I'm still not sure. Let me check the let me check the files right after recording. Okay, but that's the thing. Everyone finally gets what they want. They want videos of what PWR is doing online. There you go. You know. We're giving it to you. Not just that. People are taking videos. Uh, I mean, you know, people in the crowd are taking their own videos. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, same, same, it's the same shit from different angles. Yeah. So if you want, if you want your shit crowdsourced, you know. But no, gotta, no, if you want to look for videos, if you want to look for videos. Just, I, just they're type, probably up. Type a hashtag. Check the hashtags. Hashtag PWR, and that's the thing. If and all of that is really good for the company. I mean, good God, it's it's fun. It's nice. The show is amazing. But let's let's talk about the show itself. The actual wrestling. Okay. Yeah, the actual wrestling. Uh, we had five matches on the card. If you uh, if you weren't at Vendetta, the matches were as follows. You had two championship uh, tournament matches Contender between matches. right uh, between uh, Bombay Suarez and Ken Warren, not Chris Panzer. Right, and Chris Panzer took on JDL. Yes, and then you also had a match between John Sebastian and Ralph Mabayashi. You had the debut of Dual Shock against Cantatero and Mark Di Manalo, which Cantatero uh, and Mark Di Manalo won, which prompted Sandata, that fucker, uh, <laughs> yeah, to that request f- for a second match, <laughs> in which they were absolutely squashed by the Fighters for Hire in their debut. Well, I have this to say about Sandata. He gave me a cheap shot to the, the side of my head. Yeah, about that. Oh, speaking of, yeah. About heard that. Maybe PR. Right. You know, see, here's the thing, Mr. Kamas, and this is something I'm going to have to call you out on on the podcast. What? In what universe? Wait, wait, wait. Before, before, before we go into that, sure. I have heard through the grapevine that Sandata is being fined for laying a hand on Kamas right here. I can is actually that confirm that rumor because I've signed the memo. I've oh, signed the huh. memo finding Sandata. Uh, well, it's not 250,000 pesos, oh, that's for sure. 
Kita mo Daniel Orton yan. Yeah. 25,000 lang naman. <laughs> for laying your hands for laying your hands on an employee wait, on wait, a non-fighting wait, employee wait, wait, if wait, you're wait. getting 25,000 from Sandala we better not we better move from the from the PWR Arena in Makati Square see that 25,000 is for our operation costs my friend <laughs> so wait what's happening to me Mr. GM alright see here's the thing the reason why Sandata laid his hands on you in the first place and and yeah, yeah, sorry, go on, and go Brian on. Leo sorry, among Brian other Leo. among other heels from PWR is let me ask you this my friend in what universe does a ring announcer fucking fight back oh uh, bro you've seen Lillian Garcia Tony Chimmel Justin Roberts Eden even all of them being bullied time and time again. They and fired they... Daniel Bryan for choking out Justin Roberts, but Justin Roberts never fought back. Yeah, he never he never pushed Daniel Bryan. He never pushed the Nexus. Not just once, not just twice. You've done this multiple times ever since fucking Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those guys could take you on. I know you're in training. But they're not anymore. The honest, the honest answer to that is, you know, I really think that it was natural instinct that it hit was. me. And it's just, it's just, it comes out there. Eh? It comes out, and it's just like you think, okay, wait, I'm supposed to be protecting myself, but then wait, I'm the announcer. I'm supposed to be neutral. I'm not supposed to be doing anything. I'm supposed to take the shit. But then, you're, you see this guy in Brian Leo, who gives you shit week after week after week in training, and then he just. Steals the mic, and I'm just trying to do my job, Mr. GM, not Mr. Radio Partner right now, Mr. GM. You know what? You know what the problem is. The problem is you don't want to give in to this thing called justice, right? As the authority figure, I can see this shit that's going down. I'm watching 24 seven, and I can fucking issue memos left and right where I wanted to. And fines. Yeah, memos and fines. And because of your actions, now you're now of course Sandata will be fined. Sure. He laid the hand on you. But you fucking provoked the motherfucker. Okay. And now he'll be coming for all of us, nigga. I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Well, maybe wait, not wait, you. Wait, 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 guys. Uh, shooting here. Uh, let's uh, strip the kayfabe for just a moment here. Uh, the reason why this is a problem, and uh, I'm speaking as an, uh, an, an analyst. Yes. The reason why this is a problem is that ideally the ring announcer is not on the same operational level as the wrestler. That's but true. unfortunately, in my case... In your case, yes, you're training. But okay, shooting again, your character is not an in-ring worker yet. My your character, character is not is supposed to put yourself over. The objective was not to put myself <laughs> over. It <laughs> came out naturally. But I, that's I, what happened. I apologize that if it comes across that way, and we're shooting right now. Yeah, we are shooting right now. <laughs> yes, we are. But yeah, that, that's the thing. You're not supposed to put yourself over because it's not in your place. As The Rock would say, shut your mouth and know your damn role. And I remember that now. So yeah. thank you. Back to kayfabe. Thank you, Mr. GM. <laughs> Back to kayfabe. You, you can't just turn, on, turn it on like right then and there. Come on, man. <laughs> turn the on the kayfabe switch. Turn on the kayfabe switch. Jesus. But in all honesty, if Sandata's okay, getting fine, Sandata's getting fine, I'm fine. I'll, I, I, I have no beef. I have no beef. If that money goes to production costs <laughs> so that we can people can hear me talk better, I'm okay. That's yeah. true. That's true. And, and you, you especially. I mean, me right. point, me point we, we do need the money for production costs. That's right. Point. We do need some better mics. Yeah, we do acknowledge, actually, no, the feedback from some people. A better sound system, yeah. Right, right. System. A better sound system. Uh, well, I guess the reason why we also need a better sound system is because you could see how loud that crowd was. Oh, oh. Yes. So at some point, for whoever it was, whether it was Sandata, Brian Leo, Camus uh, over here, or me, or even Mayhem Brannigan, thought it was just so hard to talk out there with everybody being so fucking loud. And the quality of the mics being so fucking low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... What about your mic bought your speaker? No the, no, no, the speakers were bad. Oh, yeah, the speakers were bad. The speakers were so bad that any compensation for my personal high-quality wired mic, right. which Sandata took from me... <laughs> because the wireless mic Because the wireless work. weren't wor- work, played no effect, sadly. Well, yeah, uh, you know, um, as as everybody probably already knows and understands by now, PWR is a startup. So, uh, baby steps, but one step at a time, we're, we're eventually going to get there. But it was nice to know that you know, we did have a lot of support. I think uh, we had friends from TV5 who were there at ringside. And uh, judging from just watching them from the other side of the ring, they were having a good time. And so were the guys from Uno Magazine. I, I believe a lot I of guys a lot of them went home happy. Yes, Even. because of the free back issues. I mean, I don't care if it's a back issue. If Roxy B's on the cover, you're gonna get you're gonna get that Whoa, copy. Man. 
Uh, I have my own copy. She signed, signed it. Who she signed my copy, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she was there. She no, was no, here. She, no, she, oh, was, she here. was here yeah, at Mellow before. So yeah, I got okay. to interview her. So. Dude, have you seen Roxy B in person? Like without no, makeup? Dude, I would like to though. Dude, okay, okay. Let me tell you this quick story. Uh, uh, a, a bit off tangent. So I, uh, I was waiting Am I for this. No, 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 man. I was at Titan in Katipuna oh, in uh, oh. in Regis, right? Oh. Okay. So I was there waiting for my jersey for for them to put the number on my jersey. Oh. And then I was on my way up, and right past me walks Roxy B, and she was this fresh-faced girl without makeup in oh. her sweats. I mean, oh, I got in those gym, got in gym, papi. I mean, she's having Drake in a sweatpants, hair oh, tight, chilling, yeah, with, yeah, no chilling with no makeup on. That's when she's the prettiest. I hope <laughs> that she don't take it wrong. wrong. Holy shit! It was the living personification of that line. I was Bobby. like, God damn, you're so hot even without the makeup. Papi, so you should see her. You should see her in person, man. Roxy B, if you're listening to the podcast, hey, hey, what's up, girl? Hey, yo. <laughs> I like fresh hey off the, are we Eddie Huang from fucking Fresh Off the Boat now? Hey yo, yo. Yeah. Uh, so 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 there. So Uno Magazine was there, like I said, uh, giving uh, giving away these back issues, which uh, are probably going to be a hit with the guys. Uh, I, I guess it's safe to say that the audience was ninety percent male, obviously. But the females, no, but were, the females who were there, were notable. Females had fun. Females had fun. Oh, maraming, maraming bagong fans si Main Max. Oh yeah, that's Papi. true. Even though Main Max is a bad guy, <laughs> he, he's a he's a bad guy who's a fan favorite. I mean, one of one of the memorable moments from that All Out War match, I would say, was when he grabbed Mayhem by the neck, he put him in a headlock, and then and he posed with the fans. The exactly. Yeah, and, he posed with the fans. And Hub Pacheco has some great shots of that. Oh hey, shout out to Hub. Yeah, uh, not not just Hub, but uh, a lot of our friends who were actually part of the media uh, taking footage of, of PWR. So, yeah, that, that man, I, I just can't stop talking about how, how awesome Saturday was. How about we run down the card? You yeah, sure. Run down the card? Yeah, yeah okay. just results really quickly. Just results. Uh, yeah, so like uh, we talked about the DualShock debut. They lost to Katie and Mark DiManalo. And again, to Fighters for Hire. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I think the crowd was particularly impressed with the fighters for hire, mm-hmm. especially after uh, Miguel Rosales did that F five. Good God, that F five is a thing of beauty. I swear, like that, Brock Lesnar could not do it better. I think he can. I think he can. I, I, I think he can, but that was beautiful. That was a thing of beauty. Uh, all right, let me just say this: if Brock Lesnar could do that F five to Roman Reigns with that much force, I would fucking mark out. I well, I slightly marked out for that one. Yeah, okay. People yeah. love that. Yeah, people love yeah. that one. So, uh, what what else? Of course, we had the debut of uh, Ralphie Mabayashi going up against John Sebastian. Uh, that RKO also went slightly oh, viral because maganda yun. Maganda, it it went around YouTube. It went around Instagram. So uh, I believe Ralph oh, calls it the Sonic Crusher. Sonic smooth. But you know what? Um, just a highlight from that match: John Sebastian's heel work. Absolute gold. I don't know how much of that he planned out in his head. Yeah, but. He work plan out. That's natural, bro. God damn. Yeah, he's that, he's a natural I mean, a-hole. That's I mean, what he no, is. I mean, we've had him on the show already, and then he's just he just runs his mouth like it's nobody's business. But this guy, his, hey, his psychology. He, he he got in his head. That that's the I, idea, I could bro. see it. I could see it. He got in Ralphie's head. Just ever so slightly, and it was so good. And that's why Ralphie. Oh, you, that is more true than you realize sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's why Ralphie actually uh, had to run in during the all out war after John Sebastian also helped out the Royal Flush. Um, I think John Sebastian, uh, if you were at Vendetta, officially joined the Royal Flush during that all out oh, war. Yeah. Match. So is he the queen? No, dude, Scarlet <laughs> is the queen. Come on, man. Okay, so Scarlet's the queen. Scarlet's the queen. Brian uh, Leo is the king. Brian Leo's the king. John Sebastian is the jack. He's the jack. Oh. oh, he's the jack. Yeah. So who's the ace? Hey! hey. <laughs> right. Max. Uh, we have another match, of course. Uh, the no, Bombay Max match. The Max is the oh, perfect Ma- 10. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's the perfect 10. That's what he's called. Uh, so you also had that uh, Bombay Suarez and Ken Warren match, which a lot of people did love. Uh, I did. Of, I did have a lot of fun. Yeah, they, they kind of worked stiff, but at the same time, you knew that it was a crazy-ass match from the get-go. Yeah, but the the highlight was the post match shenanigans. Right. I did I did appreciate that chair shot drop kick. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I mean Bombay was happy to get a stink face from Scarlett thinking oh, yeah. he would get I think one anyone again. Would. I think anyone would. Thinking he would get one again would cost him uh you know the next His teeth. Yeah. His teeth. Pretty much. Which are still intact by the way. And, of course, you had, uh, again, those two contendership matches. The second one, rather, being uh, JDL versus Panzer, which uh, my girlfriend, by the way, called it the match of the night. I, if, I, as if it we should had be, a though, choice, as it should be. 
if if I had if I had a say in it, that was my match of the night too. Mm-hmm. Jake, I mean, I've gone on record with saying that Jake DeLeon is quite possibly the best wrestler in PWR. He is. No, I, after I'm this, after this, is. after this, he has cemented himself as the best wrestler. It took PWR. you this long to find. No, no, no. Cement. I said. I said. Okay. I've called it to him. Cemented. Yeah. Okay. Cemento ko na. I think the thing about JDL is he's so athletic and he's so charismatic that whoever goes up against him immediately receives heel heat. Whether or not they intend to, they get heel heat. I mean, Chris Panzer, uh, when I first saw him at, uh, at Renaissance, when I first saw him at Renaissance, I was thinking to myself that Chris Panzer is top face material. Mm. And uh, fast forward to Vendetta, he is still top face material, but you put him right next to JDL in a match, the guy got heel heat. The guy got heel heat that was unwarranted. Yeah, uh, probably thing. just because he was half American, or probably because he was just JDL's opponent. Oh yeah, he was. No, it was most likely because he was JDL's opponent. Well, but it's no, no, hard. It, it it's just hard. Not, it's hard to it's, be it's, JDL's opponent. It's, yeah, it's just that people love JDL more. It seems, and he has a way of just connecting with oh, the crowd. Over in. Yeah, that that's how you know that you're fucking over. You know, um, I, I guess going back to uh, you know just uh, switching gears a little bit to being over, you could tell that. Uh, the PWR superstars individually have their respective fan bases because, like, from the moment the music hits, some of the Can't fans in the crowd know kusino na lalabas. Can't error to begin with, right? And now we know that when you hear "Take on Me," Mark fucking Man- Di Manalo comes out. <laughs> Mark M F M D. Yeah, alam mo si may mga ihan sa audience. MFDM. I, I want to put that on the shirt. And Ralph Imabayashi also has uh, new fans of, uh, following his match. Which I, I wouldn't should. be surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, Ralph Imabayashi, potential face number two of PWR eventually. Puede, puede. Hey, you know what? Everybody, everybody's in the running but right if, now. But if John Sebastian has no fans, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be For surprised. Sure. Like, if, if we're talking about the number two Sorry, face, bro. I would say that that is an open race right now. You know, JDL's number one face, number two is a wide open race as, at this point. I think it's still mayhem for sure. It's but mayhem, mayhem treads the water, say. Um, look, okay, fine. I don't know. I honestly yeah, don't he's know. PG. He's not PG. He's not man. PG, man. I mean, yeah, if, a guy, if a guy jumps from the second floor, that is awesome, though. It was awesome, but bro, it was awesome, but the reckless disregard, <laughs> disregard for his well-being and the well-being of Fred Oliero, <laughs> among other people, among other people. Among other people. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, take note. There was a kid there in the show. That that kid wearing the John Cena shirt. That that won the Dolph Ziggler action figure. Action figure. Yeah, yeah, that kid's what eight, nine years old, and for him to hear the words "fuck you" from Mayhem Brannigan directly, I would be mortified if I was his dad. Would you find him though? What do you mean? Would you find him? Would Would you find? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. If I, we were PG. If we were. PG. I think we were supposed to be. We're in supposed to be, but you know. I'm going to have to review this with the board. Yeah, this, exactly. some, uh, this is something that will uh, merit some official discussion, unlike the Sandata case. You know, that's a different uh, story altogether. At least Dino mentioned Mura. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, so I, I guess, uh, are, are we good with Vendetta? Yeah, I think we are. All right, so Vendetta. Great show. We hope to see you. Oh, wait. We hope Revolution to see you at X. Revolution X. But uh, before we leave Vendetta completely, I just want to say there are some haters, Papi. Of PWR, and we will be addressing them. We eventually. will be addressing them in a few uh, more in depth in a future episode of the podcast. Don't worry about this. But uh, I would like to say that there are haters because uh, personally, they haven't seen what the show is all about. They just see pictures and videos on the internet, and, and they still you, think it's fake. Not not it, not that they think it's fake. It's more of they can't seem to take the guys seriously, and may may konting dahilan, may konting. Justification, yeah. You know, to an extent, we can see where they're coming from because let's be honest here. Ro and I used to be critics uh, ourselves before we joined PWR. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and, and I get it that they're not the uh, they're not like or they don't look like the guys you see in the WWE on your TVs. But at the same time, any smart wrestling fan knows that you don't have to look like a bodybuilder or even jacked to to be a good wrestler. Yeah, look at Daniel Bryan. Exactly. American Indies. Look at Sami Zayn. Look at Sami Look at the Young Bucks. Oh. Yeah, well, the Young Bucks are getting in shape. No, 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 but still, they're but, not big. But they're thin as they're fuck. Thin they're not big. Fuck. They're not big. That's true. Now, the point is, you can find good wrestling anywhere in the world where in which the wrestlers don't look like jacked supermodels or bodybuilders. It's entirely possible. And if you see that, and acknowledge it 
and still continue to deny it. Sabihin mo na lang na ayaw mo nun. Huwag mo na sabihin na that's not wrestling or that's not good pro wrestling. Sabihin mo na lang na ayaw mo nun ganun. It's easy. It's, we can respect that opinion. Or at the very least, watch a show. That's Give it a chance. Watch the product. No, no, no. no the main thing here is that people tend to confuse uh, opinion with objective fact. What they think is, uh, you know, what they think they don't like uh, becomes fact. Becomes fact for them. Parang they think that just because you're thin or you're fat or whatever doesn't make you a good wrestler. Yeah, that uh, I guess. Uh, but that's I, not a, something. It's, it's, akin, uh, it's not an objective truth. Right now, uh, I guess my my thing is uh, as both a, uh, a part of the show, and as someone who's shooting here, I just want to invite you to the show. Watch Revolution X, May twenty three. This is an open invitation from us here on the podcast. Give it a shot. Watch the show, and uh, if you don't have a good time, then uh, that's on you. Adiwa, adiwa, yeah. If you have a good time, great. But uh, all I'm gonna say is uh, for any doubters out there, as Roman Reigns would say, doubters. <laughs> for anyone, all you have to do is watch the show. Because it's easy to get caught up when you're in there and when it's happening in front of you live. There's a big trust difference. Us, trust me and Stan. Trust Camus. Yeah, because we've been there. <laughs> we've been there. So, yeah, uh, watch the show. Give it a chance. If you enjoy it, great. If you don't enjoy it, then too bad. I'm sorry, man. Here's the thing. You will pay good money to see a show. If you hear somebody chant, this isn't wrestling during that show, I will personally... Give you your money back. Let it go. No, because I, I'm, I'm the one who's getting paid among the three of us. Stan needs to reinvest. I'm paid as talent. <laughs> All right. I'm All just right. I'll re- I will, I will, you come up to me. You come up to me after the show if you have not had a good time. Or take it from Phil D of ClickTheCity.com. Look through his Twitter from uh, from February 2021. No, 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 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 21. Yeah. I mean, whatever. The, the weekend. Yeah, from the weekend. Just check his Twitter. Take, don't take it from us. Don't take our word for it. Take his. Look uh, up the hashtag. Yeah, and, uh, and with that, we're going to be taking a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Fastlane, the Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan rivalry, and where we are now as we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. Sadly. <laughs> we're officially on the road to WrestleMania, and I think that really just uh, became very clear right after the end of Fastlane from uh, last Monday. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about three big things that actually happened over Fastlane. And I think these are the three big storylines that are going to be developed as we head into WrestleMania play button. So let's start off with... Thank you very much. Thank you. So uh, let's start off with Cena Rusev. Because I think um, it, it was a bunch of firsts uh, that happened at Fastlane. One of them is this is Cena's first submission loss since 2004. Which is a long time ago, man. Yeah, because of the way that they booked Super Cena. The Good second God. being that this is the first time that Rusev cheated in a match. Oh, buting eh. Because now we actually you know, see him being a heel. A real heel. Instead of just being Russian. Mm-hmm. So I, those are two big developments. I think one is long wait, overdue. Wait, speaking of Russian, sorry, can we jump into Raw for a quick yeah, minute here? Yeah, jump because, into Raw for a quick minute. Uh, officially, as of this Monday's Raw, as of their confrontation after Fastlane, Nanduna Sarasa U.S. versus Russia territory. And I was hoping, really hoping, that they would stay away from it. But they're not. But they're but not. They're not. And I think it was inevitable. I mean, I know that you were very optimistic about it. I, on the other hand, thought that it was a long time coming. But there was still so much to be, I know, to be gotten from old versus new. And I think old versus new, uh, just to ta- uh, go off tangent a little bit, it's a prevailing theme right now with the WrestleMania feuds. So with the main event, you've got Lesnar versus Reigns, old versus new. Goldust versus Stardust, old, old versus, versus new. Cena Rusev, old versus new, and Bray Wyatt versus Undertaker. It's been like this since last year. So, yeah. I think they're just slowly gonna kill off everyone that's over but thirty, as, which is what they should be doing anyway. Killing everyone that's over thirty. Yes. Daniel Bryan's over thirty. I mean, like, <laughs> killing everyone who has been here for quite a while now. Okay. Pero um, I'm actually glad that they uh, Rusev said no to Cena's rematch request. That was a good move. Good move. Good move. And now, parang it's not the the match isn't made in stone. That Cena could have uh, could find a way to get back into it, and I think that would be a bit fresher. And you know it will happen. You know that eventually uh, it Cena will happen. But at, at, at the circumstances least, are different. Oh, but this didn't siya medyo tamad. Na okay, I want a rematch. 
No, fuck you. I don't, you're not getting a rematch. He got beat. You know what's sad about this? And I think this is John Cena! You know, get rematch, John Cena. <laughs> Dude, this is something I realized like right after uh, after the Royal Rumble. John Cena has only wrestled pay-per-views na lang. Oh yeah, that's true. oh yeah, yeah. Because sorry he, for putting no, him at number he one. Does, he does yeah. house shows. I got rid of John Cena. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, uh, if you guys play fantasy wrestling, but it's very important. No, for nobody does, I'm sure. It, Only me do. It's important for your wrestler to actually fucking wrestle. So John Cena is actually one of the biggest busts in this season's draft. I've been thinking about it actually as to why this might be the case, as to why he's been losing since SummerSlam 2013. I think they're just dressing him up. And no, I think he wants shows. to rest up already, or like he At wants to retire. Rate? I don't know about okay. no, I don't know about retiring. Retirement is a little yeah, yeah. drastic. Yeah, I don't know about retiring. I think Cena just wants to take a backseat now. But I think he saw since 2013 that there are guys who could possibly replace him on top. Or either that or they're already planning for other guys to replace him like Reigns. Buti pa siya naisip niya yun. Baka okay na sa kanyang ano. Mag, ano, mag ano muna. Because like, is not old and out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> he knows when to step down a bit. That's Maybe that's why he's okay. So this is... Moving, sorry, sorry, Joe. sorry. Moving Joe. from the WWE Championship to the US Championship in a month. So, here's the thing. Based on your argument, secretly, we have good guy John. In the background, all the while, he is scumbag Cena. Because we've, shit- we've been shitting on him for a long time oh, now. Yeah. No, Cena, the on-screen character, is, yes. is terrible. It's yeah. terrible. A terrible it's human possible, being. It's also possible that Cena, behind the scenes, is also a, human be- a terrible human being. But he didn't yet. But, I mean, there uh, have been reports no, about uh, rumors. No, rumors. It's, it's, just yes. something, it's just something I thought of. It's just something I thought of. He, he's been a bit uh, too willing to put over the put over anyone who needs to be put to be put over. But I, the thing is, the thing is, don't they deserve to be put over at this point from all the shit that okay, yeah, yeah. that the Zack Riders of the world have taken just because they worked with John Cena? I don't know, man. But um, uh, if, if I may, I think. It's just nice to you know to look at this from the perspective that John Cena has really settled into the Shawn Michaels role. Because if you remember Shawn Michaels through the last what five six years of his career, yeah. he could go into any feud, lose, and yet not lose his credibility. And I think this is where John Cena is at right now. And I've said this before. I'm just saying it again. Uh, Cena's reached that point. Then uh, he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's undoubtedly a living legend right before our eyes. Now, if you put him in a feud with anybody, the only thing he could really do is raise that other guy's stock. And he can only do that credibly now by putting that guy over. I don't know. I mean, yeah, of course. Of course. I think I, I hope he's smart enough to understand that. But maybe he does since um, he's been putting over young guys for a couple of years now. But the thing is, how much... Lo- I mean, you, you brought up retirement. I don't want to see John retire yet. I want to see him, you know, do what Randy Orton just did. Take time off, come back and be impactful. I think that's what he's doing. No, no, but like legitimately like Randy Orton, come out of the spotlight entirely. Because But he isn't no, you know, he's, nah. still, he's still taking up close to thirty minutes of raw time. But that's not his fault, I it's think. Not, it's not entirely his fault. Um, admittedly it might not be, but the thing is, thirty minutes of spotlight in a three hour show. Is still a sixth of your show dedicated I, I, to John. So not his fault. I think uh, you know it's Vince. Vince always sees him as a go-to guy, as a good fallback. But that's the thing. Give somebody else a chance. Maybe not Roman, but give yeah, but Roman else a is definitely getting that chance. No, no, let's he's face facts. Chance. Oh, see, now that you mention it, let's move there. Yeah. So we got uh, Roman Reigns finally going over Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. And- <sighs> And receiving that stamp of approval from Daniel Bryan. Don't worry, man. I mean, I hate this as much as you do. Uh, okay. Receiving that stamp of approval at Raw. As you all know, this is what exactly I wanted to happen. Yeah. But not You like made that this. clear. Well, not like not this. Not like this. What do you mean, not like this? This is exactly how I want it to happen. It was a good match, a good one-on-one match. Yes, instant classic. Oh, I understand that. I will admit classic. that. It's not a five-star match. It's not a five-star match. It's, it's, it's a good match from Roman Reigns, the up-and-comer, looking for a championship opportunity. It that just, was a good match. It felt instant classic to me. Oh, okay. Even better. Even better. But not because... God, I'm just, I'm just upset. Why? I'm just upset. All my guys are, all my guys are down, man. Eh. All my guys are down. Dude. 
here's the thing about it. Uh, Kevin Senior guy. Tanda na ka. No. na ako. Dude, nakakamus na ako. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Anyway, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up, and that's that's a Stanford. Kevin Senior is my guy. He emailed me once. <laughs> Yo, I remember this. You showed me this. Yeah. Oh, God. Going back to Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Okay, so Roman had one good match. But so that was what? one, one good, good match. match. How are we to be convinced that he's wait, wait, ready? Wait wait, 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 wait. It was one good match. Against Daniel Bryan. Shut up. Shut up. Let me finish. It was one good match. And in the past few months, he was having decent to solid matches. Yeah, okay, against so, against opponents who oh, could put him over. But what if he has to be the one to carry that opponent? But at this at this point in his career, he is not expected to do that. That's why he's going up against veterans. And when he's champion, uh, yeah, and, and when he's champion, that's actually quite true. actually quite true. Okay, if when he, he becomes champion, if he if he becomes if champion, he becomes champion. He's still, he still faces veterans. Like veterans yeah. who are going to come to you know Not, to get the championship. Rather the veter- relative veterans, people who have more experience than he does. At this point, anyone he faces in that as a champion will have more experience than he does. And while he, you know, while he faces those people, he gets more experience of his own. That's how you learn. But the thing is, why can't he? Why couldn't they have done this earlier? Why couldn't they? Have, earlier. Earlier. Before in his the career, Rumble win. Before the Rumble win. Oh yeah, for sure. Why well, couldn't well, they well, have done this sort of setup before the Rumble? But win? there is no point. Crying you know, over spilled milk. Yeah, but there is no point, you know, going over the what ifs or the why, why the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Because it's already here. It's already here. That's why. That's why they had to do this match because they couldn't go back and undo the Royal Rumble because they were out of time. <laughs> you know, let's bring up the Me- the Meltzer article. Like I think this came out, if not today, then yesterday. Dave Meltzer wrote a, a very that, long piece. Yeah, it was a very long article on the Daniel Bryan situation, and you know, honestly, it was if, very doomsday. If yeah, if you've read it, it was very negative, pe- pessimistic. Oh, hey, but as a Daniel Bryan diehard, tanga na lungkot ako. Like I want to do no, an ugly sound, cry. It, it is ugly. It sounds sad because it hit the wrong. I mean, you know, the right notes inside tugged your heartstrings the right way. But when you I was stop inside, when you stop and apply some, you know, some logical thinking, or when you stop, collaborate, and listen. Listen. Oh. <laughs> That's true. Oh That's true. Hey, can you open up the? No, can you open up the article by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Let me that. look for that. Anyway, um, if you stop and you know really look at what he's saying, oh, you fucker! <laughs> it's not that bad. Eh? It's it's jumping to conclusions because this happened at Fastlane, and and the gist of it, uh, while Stan looks for the for the original text, is that because Brian lost at Fastlane, everyone is giving up on the idea that he is going to be a main event. A, Number a top, one guy. A top main event guy who will hold the WWE Championship for a significant amount of time. That's what we said about Punk. Mm. That's what we said about Punk the first time he won it. Right. That's what we said about Dolph Ziggler the first time he won it. The thing is... I'm if you re- if you've read the Meltzer article I don't know wait I think he's I think he's got it he's got it bring it up one eternity later here we go uh I found the the important part uh it's near the end of the article and quote but the biggest story on Fastlane was the end of the Bryant story as the guy the fans willed to be the top guy and the face of the company it was a fight for a long time uh, it was a fight for a long time. Fans thought they could win, and they clearly lost. And more importantly, based on post-Fastlane, they weren't even that mad anymore. It was just acceptance. Okay, before I move on, that is a ridiculous assumption to make. Now it's over, now. No, no, no. Uh, that was a ridiculous assumption to make. Not just because it was over, but also because he assumed that fans gave up after seeing what happened on Fastlane. I and wouldn't say that uh, fans have given up, but I would say that they're, as as one of them, uh, we're discouraged. Oh yeah, you're discouraged, we're, but I don't think you've given up. I don't think, and he says that you were not as mad, or we were not as mad. Oh, I was pissed. Oh, I was pissed. I was. Stan no, was livid. I, no, I think uh, he was talking about the people in the crowd. Ah, okay. Okay. And if you consider the people in the crowd, they just saw a good match. 
They just saw a good match, but the thing is, this No, is... that's why they were not... I think that that's why they were not as mad, because it was okay. It was not a tragedy. It was not a travesty, unlike the, the Rumble. Rumble. The Rumble, which was a travesty. It also helped that, the, uh, that Fastlane was in Memphis, which is noticeably more docile than Philadelphia. Oh, it helps. But here's... My take on this is that we are assigned to the fact that Debray will not be in the main event this WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Or For next sure. Year. Or, next, or, or year. next year, maybe. But the thing is, we know that he will be taking a backseat for a long time now. They have set him back slightly, but not forever. That's that's the thing. It just hurts to know that he he takes the back of the line now. He's but you know what? Have to go to the back you know what? Of the I'm line. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a big. I'm a huge Brian Mark. But as I hard. as I said when we were discussing Rumble Palang, that it's okay if that for me it's okay that. Brian doesn't win the Rumble because, as I said, he already had his huge moment last year. Yes. But does that make up for the fact that we believed? Oh, yeah. Of course not. No, it doesn't. And it's not It's not. I, I'm something. just saying it's not that bad. No, no, no. It's, it's not never that bad. that bad. It's never that bad in the grand scheme of things Mm-mm. looking back. Exactly. But looking forward. Immediate future. One month. Three months, five months down the line, this oh. this one loss changes that direction. All I'm gonna say is, I know we've ragged on Reigns the moment they they split the shield up and he turned face. Yeah, I know we've done. That. I know I've been one of his hugest critics. You but both I'm, are huge critics. I mean, I we can, all are. I I hate the guy, but I respect the fact that you know they're going with somebody who's trying. Hey, you know that. Thank you That's for bringing the thing. for bringing that up. Now at Fastlane, after Fastlane. I think that it's not uh, the Reigns situation or the Reigns option isn't as dire as we once thought it was. Like it's not as offensive as oh. as it was at the mm-hmm. Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's Im- he's improved significantly since the Rumble. You know, I think the biggest issue that I have until now uh, about Roman Reigns, and I, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, okay. but the, one of the biggest issues I have against him is he's not a supernatural freak that Brock Lesnar was. If you remember, Brock hasn't really held any title other than the big one. Oh, right, He's a four-time world champion, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But he's one king of the ring. He's won the Royal Rumble match. All right? you, you compare that guy to someone like, uh, like Roman Reigns, who's actually taking more of the Batista route. Mm-hmm. If True. you remember, see, Batista, he was only just a tag team champion, and then he won the Rumble, and then he became... champion. No, he, no, no, he didn't win the Intercontinental he, Championship. Oh, but I am, but I, yeah, yeah. He's never that been the Jericho. IC champion. Yeah, yeah. So he's never held that championship, and then he got pushed to the moon for, uh, by WrestleMania that was 21. Okay. No, the reason the behind is, that was because was, Batista motiva- was so over. He was over because he had motivation. And he had yeah, a good that, story. He had right. a good story with Triple H. And I think Inke Roman Reigns... There's nothing compelling with regard to his story writing, at least until oh, Brian yeah. came along. But that's not Roman Reigns' fault. It, while it may not be Roman Reigns' fault, I think the other part of that is Roman hasn't done enough to make us give a shit about him. Like Christian doesn't have a story right now. He never had a story. Uh, he hasn't had uh, had a story since he had the IC Championship in like 2013, 2014. But I still care about Christian. If he were to come out of retirement right now, I would mark the fuck out. I'm saying when Christian is a legend. Christian is second ballot Hall of Famer. Taina, we're calling Christian a legend now. Holy shit. But he is. No, he no, is. no. This is to, uh, to make the point that we are getting older as well. Okay. We are not young men anymore. I just think I say, I think Roman has it. I, he, I, think he, I think he does. Um, that's why we were marking out for this guy when he was in the Shield. But we also understood that he was very limited. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. But that doesn't mean that he didn't have it. The only reason, so I think the only thing that's holding him back now is, yeah, the, the terrible writing he's been forced with. I think that's. I think we're forgetting the fact that he was really over when he was in the Shield. You know, if there's anything I'm just looking forward to right now, come WrestleMania 31, if it's a foregone conclusion that at the end of play button, uh, Roman Reigns will be the champion. Oh. I want Rollins to cash in. Oh, not sure. not I, not the next night. Right I, I there. Think, right I think there. Stat. I think that is happening, but that's a story for another day. That's a story. That's speculative, and we will table that for now. So, um, bottom line, bottom line, is that we keep forgetting in the in the mediocrity we're seeing now. We keep forgetting that there was once a Roman Reigns that we loved. 
It, it was possible. As part of a group. Maybe, maybe that's why we are so disappointed. Because we, we saw had that. high hopes. We saw that before, and we're not getting that now. You were For- the chosen one! <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking of that, that meme, right? Thank you. Thank you for, for keying because now I remember the third thing we were going to talk about. Uh, Goldie versus Cody, which did take place at Fastlane. Uh, Goldust surprisingly won, which is kind of bad for my fantasy team. That's oh, okay. Yeah, that That's bad. okay. And That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, this week, dude, I found out Goldie does his own makeup. Holy <laughs> shit. Goldust does his own makeup. I'm sure I've seen that somewhere he's, before. He's, he's been doing it ever since. Oh, I, I know I've seen that somewhere before. He, he, it there, blows there's my a, mind. There's a, backstage, there's a backstage segment showing him painting his face. I still like where the storyline is going. I like how you know how deep the Stardust character has gotten, such that he's straddling a meta line and and he is it. meta. It is incredibly no, meta. I, I, wait, can I tell you? This is pretty much how the story is going. It's like when you were wrestling your siblings when you were young. At first, you were playing because it's fun. But somewhere along the way, somebody crosses the line. Somebody crosses the line inadvertently, and starts to hurt someone accidentally. So the other person gets really mad that they got hurt. Yeah. And now shit gets real. Yeah, this it is turns basically into a, it. it. Turns into a shoot where both siblings are now trying to hurt each other. And it's uh, it, it's very compelling story writing. I, I guess it's uh, we've all been there. We've all had that sibling that's gotten on our nerves or under our skin, and uh, you wanted to tombstone them, right? <laughs> or you know, hit them with an RKO or a stunner, you know, just to shut them up. But this, I think, this goes more than that because see, Stardust he frames it throughout the career arc of Cody Rhodes. Mm. He starts with how you know Cody Rhodes has been repackaged over and over again, only to live in the shadow of Goldust. If not his brother Goldust. Of Dusty Roads. I think the beauty of that of this uh, arc is that that particular, I know that particular angle that Cody thought or Stardust thought that he was being uh, held down by one factor or another is that we never saw that coming. But I, I, oh shit! Like when he said it, it was really like it was a we never knew you felt yeah we never knew you felt that way. Right, and when you look, you know, you look at the, uh, that career arc of Cody Rhodes. How he's had so many repackages from the, the Cody Rhodes. No, not not that hardcore Holly's tag team partner. Yes, hardcore Holly's tag team. She so started at, at that. Number okay. two is Legacy. Legacy. Number three is Dashing Cody Rhodes. Mustache Cody Rhodes. No, no, psych- no, no, no. Dashing Psy- Cody Rhodes, Muna. Okay. And then disfigured Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yes. So the psycho one with the mask. With the mask. And then the mustachioed Cody Rhodes. Yes, that's five. And then he becomes Cody Rhodes Ulet. When he teams with uh, the Brotherhood, with yes, go- with, with Goldust, the Brotherhood. and then Stardust. Goldust. So that's and seven then, gimmicks. And then now, Crazy Stardust, Cody, not Cody. Yeah. So that's eight. Right. That's so eight that's... characters in a 10-year career? And then, he debuted in 07. 07. So eight years. Eight-year career. So parang one gimmick every year. Parang ganun. Oh and God. And it, it's amazing how Cody Rhodes has pretty much uh, ridden with every gimmick he's been saddled with. Mm. That it begs this question, and I, I'm going to credit the masked man from Grantland with this question. Ultimately, what is Cody Rhodes' ceiling? Is it Papa Dusty or is it Dustin? I honestly think he should have gotten a world title shot at this point. I think Dusty is his ceiling at this point. He's proving that he's got the chops. He's, he's versatile enough. And the thing is, I really believe that he's deserved the championship at this point in his career. I think like he's in line at some point soon. I think I, know, I think Stardust is more compelling story-wise or Cody is more compelling story-wise than Goldust ever will be. Goldust is really more ane. Over. No, Goldust is really more shock ane. Shock it, it was value. more shock TV. Shock TV, comedy character, yeah, exactly. comic relief, diba? Crash booking. Mhm. Yeah, and he's actually a throwback now that now that we think about it. But like, uh, I mean, no offense to Goldust, who's actually going through the best run of his entire career, if I, if Ever. I could say so myself. Without yeah, a championship, yeah, he's in that. he's in the best shape of his career. I think I can believe that Stardust or or Goldust and Dusty Rose are living in Stardust's shadow because, Yunya, Stardust is both Goldust and Dusty's potential combined. Take a look at this. Uh, uh, Cody Rhodes debuted in 2007. He's been through seven gimmicks in the span of eight years. The guy hasn't even turned 30 yet. He turns 30 in June. 
At least he's married. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so he, he is married to Brandy or Eden, uh, whatever you want to call her. He hasn't turned 30 yet, and he's done so much in his career. Um, c- could we say that Cody Rhodes is actually underrated? Yes. Oh, yes, he's yes. very underrated. He's he's Tyson Kidd last year underrated. <laughs> Ang ayaw ko mangyari kay Cody Rhodes is he becomes like Ben Wallace when he moved to Chicago. Okay. Like when he becomes so underrated, now he's overrated. Rem- <laughs> remember that Ben Wallace? No, sorry. Oh, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland Ben Wallace ben in 2006. Wallace. So I, I don't want that to happen to Cody Rhodes. But that's the thing. No, I, think, at, I don't at, think... At this point in his career... I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's good enough. No, but at this point in his career, I will say it again, he has earned... A championship spot at least once, at least a short run, not with the current crop, but maybe I don't know in some psychotic universe. No, when when the Stardust gimmick evolves into something more sinister, that's when he would earn a world championship shot. And as the run, heel. ang maganda kay Cody Rhodes sa lagay na to. He still he, he he isn't the traditional archetype of a body that Vince McMahon likes, but at the same time, he doesn't have that indie background that many IWC members feel holds a lot of our favorites back. But the reason he's why a, he's a company man, he's a yeah, company he's a WWE made guy, exactly. But he doesn't have the size of of the of a Roman Reigns, of a John Cena, of a Hulk Hogan. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward just uh, how how Cody Rhodes develops. I, I think that's where, that's where I'm coming from. I think Cody is so good that he could be more of the, his generation's Undertaker than Bray. Holy shit! shit. It's possible. He is that good. I was no, no, he is he is that good, but he, will they allow him to? Do in, that yeah, exactly. Good? I don't know. That's but he thing. goes all in just as much as Bray does. Even he goes, even no, more. He goes, he goes all in the way Taker used to. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's why I said. No, that's, no, why, that's, oh, correct, that's why. Correct. That's why he's a wild card. Here's here's one last wild card question, just to, just to throw you off a little bit. So let's say that. Cody Rhodes is the most underrated player right now. Let's just say that. Oh. Let's also say that Cody's got the potential to be the next Undertaker over Bray Wyatt. Mm. You think the reason why that's not going to happen is because Vince McMahon still wants to stick it to Dusty Rhodes? I don't know. I uh, know. Remember no, the that's, Virgil that's, character? That's 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 downright sick. Remember the Virgil I, character? I remember Virgil. Remember <laughs> the the vendetta that Vince has against oh Dusty. I I dare say. That Cody Rhodes might Good ultimately be held God. back just because he is a runner. Hopefully not, but I don't think that's the case. It's way too. Far that's fetched. way too petty at this point, for all the good that Dusty's done in NXT for Vince. Oh, scratch that, for Trips, <laughs> his son-in-law. Yeah. Good God, I I, I, I doubt. I doubt. It. No, that's 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 out of this. Chaka, world. It's not the night. That's too. That's too left field. Cody man. has nothing to do with their beef. Hey. And whatever beef, whatever beef there was, it was cooked. Hey, stranger Sorry, things have happened, and stranger things have happened backstage. Now, uh, I, if they can get, you know, if if Ultimate Warrior and and Macho Man and can, get, can get into the Hall of Fame, it's this is possible. Okay. Uh, one last note on this. I, as a fan, have been clamoring for Cody versus Goldie at WrestleMania since 2012. We're finally getting it. Thank is God. Is it official? Well, it should be. It, it should, should be. be at this point. It pretty much finally is. getting it. But it needs to pick up. Uh, um, I mean, there's four weeks left. It needs to pick up big time. They need to. They need to amp it up. Because honestly, the, because the fast lane match was eh, a disappointing. Bump, a speed bump. Yeah. Due to one reason or another. <laughs> fast yeah. lane speed bump. Oh, exactly. I, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah that, that's what happens when you're living life up. in the fast lane. All right. Uh, I and guess you can't this, slow down. Yes, moving at the speed of light, and you can't slow down. Now, uh, we've come to the point where we are about to end the podcast. Uh, of course, we have to do this by giving you the most must-see match slash promo slash segment slash interview slash article. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Before we close the podcast, can we just talk about one more thing from Raw? Sure. Yes. Orton. Randy! And the slow burn. Like, what the? I mean, the slow burn is fine. The slow burn is that fine. That is fine. But yes. But you, you, Stan, have seen this, have yeah. observed this. Yeah. Good guy, Orton, again. Yeah, that was kind of sad. I mean, I miss the meth-fueled rants of oh, Randy Bobby. Orton. The meth-fueled rants. That was fun last year. That's peak Orton in the 2010s. Oh, peak Orton. And then they brought him back, and then he lost it. What the hell? God, I think he, he took too much time off. Inangai. Too much time off, man. So whose fault is it? Is it uh, him, or is it... Or... Is Vince? it the Vince? I think it's creative's writers? fault. Yeah. I, I think when it's always creative's fault it's, first. They dropped the ball. That was really no, but good. That, that... And he's supposed to be 
back with that intensity with the vindictiveness and, yeah, but instead he's he pandering re- he returned yeah he returned a step below he, now he's pandering and he's flat he's flat play play angry you remember how Acting boring angry. 2012 Orton is? This is where he's going back. Yeah. yeah. Please, no. 2012 Orton. Somebody is give him math. 2013 Orton was great. Somebody give him math, please. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, admit it. Admit it. We marked out when he did the... <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really great. All right. Uh, before we get to pick of the week, thanks for stopping me, by the way. Let's spend 30 seconds on the divas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, Paige and, and Emma, Emma had to wade through that fucking Sting video package. And nobody needed to see that Sting package. You see, everyone knows who Sting is. And if they didn't, they could have gone to YouTube ever since Sting came back at Survivor Series and looked them up. Dude, that 30-second match was a 30-second was TVC for Total Fucking Divas. Oh, oh, which, by the way, is coming to E! Philippines March 4, Wednesday. Like, what a segue. Yeah, thank you. Smooth, motherfucker. <laughs> and that's 30 seconds on the Divas. And wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> that... Uh, since we're talking about the divas, hashtag give divas a chance. Oh, hashtag give divas a chance. That that Vince has actually acknowledged. Yeah, but you know that he told Stephanie to reply the way that she did. It was a very Vince move. Yeah, it was a very Vince move. It was very PC. PC. Yeah, but very at the PC. same time, when you're venting out your frustrations towards your boss on fucking Twitter, you know you crossed the line. That was unprofessional of AJ to do, even though what she said may have merit. Okay, so you're one of those guys. So you're one of those guys. That's the way. That's your management style now. No, no, no. I mean, well, that's always been my management style. I so, work. I work <sighs> in entertainment. I fucking work in entertainment, and you know that from my day job and from my night job. I work in entertainment, so you have to always put up good PR. And whenever one of your employees crosses the line and brings your dirty laundry out into the public, where anyone and everyone can dig that up, remember the internet. Is immortal. The internet will all, it can always dig up anything and everything from Sonny's vagina to AJ's <laughs> tweets. And that's why it's very, uh, that's why AJ tweeting like that opened I, I a Pandora's wish, I wish, box. I wish AJ's tweets was something dirty. <laughs> like something Layla Schultz would have posted. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What was, that? what was I gonna say? Uh, what was I gonna yeah, say? We, we've spent two minutes on divas. Yay, divas! You, you do remember who she's married to. Yes, yep. I do remember who she's married to. I, I wouldn't be surprised in the least if that was a premeditated act by both husband and wife. Puede. A conjugal act. Conjugal yes, act. Yes, a conjugal act, Mr. Camus. I wouldn't be surprised given that uh, the husband is very known to be so outspoken. Can we just call him what it is? What? Hi, Punk? Phil. Hi, Phil. How you doing? Phil CM Punk Brooks. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So, so there. Uh, of course, if you have any any input on the matter, agree, disagree, whatever, you can always hit us up on our page, just like what John Joseph. Page, did. we're back to page. Yeah, we, we're, Thank we're God. back to page. Much better Thank than page It's Facebook.com/slash the SGP podcast, and you can also hit us up on Twitter. It's at the SGP podcast. Individually, it's at Stan nine four seven at Caveman Camus at Rose War. And now, finally, it's time for our pick of the week. You know what this is, so I'll start off, and I'm going to call on uh, I'll call the rematch of the tag team championship between K Swiss. And the Usos the rematch. Where, yeah, the rematch. The rematch is better than the first match. Just no, it wasn't the, better than the first match, but it was more compelling. It had developments yeah. in the storytelling yeah. because of the heel turn by Natty. Or it, some people would argue that it wasn't necessarily a heel turn, but more of she actually took a side. <laughs> now she actually started. I uh, think that, that counts as a heel turn. Fine, it counts as a heel turn. So she she officially turned heel <laughs> and the uh, full on feud with Naomi. And the Usos. And the Usos. And the Usos by association. So now you've got... Uh, like Three-way intergender match at WrestleMania. Waiting to happen. Not, not again. <laughs> uh, like John Morrison and Snooki all over again? <laughs> oh, please, no. I wouldn't want that. Uh, m- moving forward, it, would, it, would surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if it was actually a fatal four-way for the tag championships. If for some reason... Fatal four-way tag again? Yeah, if for some reason, the Ascension or like, I don't know... Um, the Ascension get called up to WrestleMania... For a title match, yeah, their first. Th- I I don't mind. I don't mind. And you have the PTP in there as a as a fourth tag team. I would say Miz and Miz now, but I think they're going to be in the Battle Royal. So, and then they're going to finish their feud there. Yeah, probably. Okay, let's go. Cool. Right, so that's my pick of the week: uh, the rematch of the tag team championship match. My pick of the week comes from PWR Vendetta, and it is Jake DeLeon, my amigo, versus Chris Panzer. Technical, great match. Great technical match. Great technical wrestling from two of the best in the Philippines right now. And these guys, 
I look up to them. I look up to them, and it slightly sounds pandering, but if ever I was to have a match, if I ever get there, and you never know, I'd like it to be against one of these guys because they put on a great show to close the night. I'm going to pull a Nick Jonas on you. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and that's for. I thought you were going to say, so let me teach you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do learn a lot from Rowan Bootcamp, but... Uh, why? I'm not the teacher. <laughs> no, you're not the teacher, but I learned from you, my brother. He's not a competitor either. The fuck? Not anyway. Yet, the fuck yet. are you talking about? Anyway, Ro, uh, your pick of the week. My pick of the week. All right. This is going to be somewhat controversial. Dino Bryan versus Roman Reigns. It's not controversial. Yeah, I, I can't uh, blame you. It, it wasn't. Okay, the match thank itself God. was. Thank God it's not but controversial. The isn't. Yeah, you wanted it. Ginusto mayan. Not just that, but it was good, really good for what it is. For what it's worth on the surface, yes, it is. Mm. Parang, it's a thing of beauty watching Bryan carry Roman Reigns and to a really great match. Much. That's, that's what he does best, eh? And and that's the thing. And I think uh, having that role is it's not, not... It's not a bad thing. It's not something to complain about. Especially after you got a big... Uh, uh, th- th- especially after you got a big moment last year. But the thing is, we still want to see him as our champion. Oh, I'm kind of... I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think I'm kind of over that a bit. Just a bit. A tiny bit. Okay. Maybe for the same reason why I am over... Derek Rose as the Bulls answer. What a what a, what a nice bookend. Oh, thank sure. you. actually, yeah, thank you. Yeah, nice, uh, thank you so much. That's a great bookend. I think I think you know Joakim Noah might be the the next big hope. Sana. If it's not Sana. if it's not gonna be D Rose, it's gonna be Joe. Hey, Joe is actually performing like a point guard. The guy had like <laughs> nine assists today or something. Is he on your fantasy team? No, he's not. <laughs> Unfortunately. Are you playing him this week? Uh no. Okay. I just Jimmy been, Butler's on my fantasy been, team. Uh, keeping tabs. Dude, good pick, man. Very good pick. Thank okay, you. let's wrap this baby up. All right. Uh, of course, you know where to find us on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, we are looking forward to next week's episode because if you were a fan of the movie English Only Please, we are very, very happy to announce that next week we have the writer who won Best Screenplay Yon. for Yon. English Only Please at the recently Yon. concluded Metro Manila Film Festival. And a self-confessed Canto Terror fan. So, Katie, may iha That's right. Uh, she's and she will be part of the SGP podcast next week. So stay tuned for that. And with that, we're going to be signing off and calling it a night. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the SGP podcast. Thank you, by the way, to, to the Mellow 947 Studios for always having us. New mixer, great equipment. Love it. Yo. And uh, we're going to be having no more some, clapping. Yeah, no more clapping. We're also going to be having some more sponsors that we're going to thank uh, in the, me, um, in, in in the, the near, near future. future. So you better, Yay. again, you better Money. stay tuned. Or, or, or stuff to give away. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're going we're gonna to work out the kinks on that shit. Uh, in the meantime, do enjoy the rest of your week or your weekend. Stay protected. Stay safe. Don't try this at home. Stay protected? Who the fuck are you, Robin Padilla? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stay safe. Don't try this. Peace out. Peace. This is the social media sinister. The crowd proclaimed human trending topic. Twitter's favorite. The face of Facebook. The OG of IG. Hashtag candid attention bandit. And you're listening to me, Ken Warren, on the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Hashtag, the pleasure's all mine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 